Hi. It's Thursday morning, July the 9th, and I'm Bikuni Wimala, or Aya Wimala, and I'm at home in Crystal Lake, not too far from Blue Lotus Temple, and uh, it's a sultry, hot day here, so I know how my friends in Florida must be feeling every day, and more. Uh, today, before we uh, start, before we start with my wish, I do want to mention I have a question. So after we do that, I'll read the question and discuss the answer a little bit. So it's good to see my noble friends letting me know they're here, waving. This always makes the day wonderful. Um, so let's start with my wish. And this is the little card on compassion, on the sanctuary for those in danger. It's a view of the sky through a broken window. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. So that's how we can start our day, and we can end our day remembering to see, we're seeing the bigger picture. We're seeing beyond what we think of as who we are, you know, me. When we step out to think about others and to know how much others need our care and protection and help, um, we're getting beyond ourselves and it makes our lives much happier because we're not completely, it's so easy to get wrapped up in exactly what's happening to us personally at the moment. With us, with our family, with our job, with our career, with our education, you know, everything starts feeling like it's all happening to us. And when we can step out and have that attitude of a bodhisattva to be here for the rest, for all beings, we see that we're all in the same boat. We see that all beings need a sanctuary, need noble friends, need safety, need protection, and that we all are refugees. Uh, when we're in this world, we kind of sign on to be refugees here. So. I think it can make our days easier and happier to be thinking about others. We always need to take care of ourselves because otherwise there's nothing, there's nothing left in us to care for others. But the, the further out we can go in terms of the people and the beings and the earth that we're thinking about, I think the happier we'll be. This isn't all about us and it's not all happening to us. So be happy, think about others, think about, take that step back and look at the, look at the entire world. 
And I think that makes us happier. We see suffering and we see sadness, but we also think about ways that we can be part of the solution and not the problem. And sometimes what that can be is just changing our mental attitudes, and it makes a big difference. So that's, that's why my wish, why these words from Shantideva are so important, I think. Um, I had a, we had a really good question that came from a faithful uh, listener. Hi, Bikuni. I've noticed that when it comes to present time awareness meditation, the monastics at the temple instruct us to focus on the breath. How important, if at all, is it for us to move on to other modes of present time awareness? such as awareness of sounds and mind and emotions? That's a wonderful question. And uh, it's, it, what he's talking about are the, those elements of mindfulness practice. And uh, the sutta that we find that in, just like a wonderful lesson, is the Satipatthana Sutta. And uh, it's, it's a, there's so much written about the Satipatthana Sutta, and it's wonderful to work with. And we're always working and talking about elements that are found in that Sutta. But what, what I know happens at the temple, and it's, it's something we are always working with. And uh, when we have a service at the temple, we have, it's very uh, scripted in a way, not the meditations themselves or the talks, but we have an hour. And so we have uh, 30, we try to do, most of us try to do a 30 minute meditation, 20 to 30 minutes. Then we have chanting, and then we have uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes for a, a talk or a discussion. Oh, sorry, I keep, my uh, Wi-Fi signal keeps going off. I hope I'm not losing people. So in that time slot, and also, if you're familiar with the temple at Blue Lotus, almost every service will have people who are, uh, who are coming for the first time, who are trying to learn about meditation, who want to know. And we suggest to them that a really good way to learn is to come to the services, be with other people in a group, and we guide the meditations enough that it's, it's really good for someone to learn how to meditate. It's a good start, and it lets them be uh, able to sit for that 30 minutes where at home it might be really difficult to. So we're always aiming those meditations for someone who is actually a beginner and who is learning how to meditate. And we're hoping that people become interested enough and uh, begin to practice at home and that they can then they can begin to uh, read more and maybe go to the sutta studies or right now there are sutta classes online everywhere uh, and there always have been on YouTube but it's this is a really rich time but hoping that people begin to become steadier in their meditation and then as they progress that way that they will start becoming interested in the different kinds of uh, meditation practice. And this 
question, ask exactly about the things in the Satipatthana Sutta. Because those foundations of mindfulness are the body and the feelings in the body and our mind and then all of the other dhammas, all of the other phenomena in the in the world that's outside, everything that's outside of ourself but affects us all the time. And so we're learning about meditating on the feelings, uh, looking at pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. We're looking at the meditating on the four elements and their different meditations to help us with fear or to help us with uh, emotions we may be struggling with. And it's very important that we for some people, all they want might be to come and learn how to calm down and how to be, maybe their doctor said their stress levels are too high. And so they may be looking for a way to use meditation as a, a medicine, which, and that's wonderful. That's how most of us, most of us come in because we're suffering from something and need a quick fix. But then we go beyond that. And a lot of that we have to do on our own or go to a day retreat or a half-day retreat where there might be a topic that you're interested in, like the Satipatthana Sutta, and you'll be getting, whoop, I hope I'm not losing people. You'll be getting specific instructions on how to do those practices. And you can find lots of teachers talking about this, and you can also ask any of the monks, ask me, you know, I probably throw in some different things uh, more often just to give people a, a taste of it. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with developing our breath meditation and working with that. That'll, that can take us all the way on our journey. But I think if you're interested in developing your meditation, the Satipatthana Sutta, is is the the place to go and it's 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 not difficult to read or to study because there are books about it Bhante Analyo A N A L Y O has written a wonderful book that you can get for free you can download it uh, online and uh, and he explains it and talks talks it as if it's a class and he does a class every year through the Bari retreat center on the Satipatthana Sutta. Um, there's one coming up. I'm, I'm hoping you have to apply to get in, so I'm hoping I can get in because it'll be online this year instead of an uh, in-house retreat. So there are lots of things we want to work with. We want to work with our breath, and we can work at learning how to calm our breath and how to be in that silence and how to sit, how to sit for longer periods if we find that helpful and we're ready for that. And uh, then you can, it's a gradual path. So it's, it's we don't need to jump into it uh, over our heads right away. And I know some people, I've met some people who, who have their first introduction to meditation when they go to a 10-day Vipassana retreat. And uh, that might work for some people. It probably would have killed me. I would have been, I would have been someone who would have been the person who runs away in the night, you know, on the third night. 
Um, so it took me a long time to want to do that 10-day, and then it, then it was wonderful. I'm, I'm hoping to get back to one of those. But we don't have to do it that, that uh, we don't have to jump off the cliff like that. And it's good to learn as much as we can about meditation and, and what's going on with us. And we, but we do want, the more we learn about ourselves through our meditation, the more help it is. And I'm just, I have a kind of a, a, a summary version of the four foundations of mindfulness. So the, the Buddha is telling his, his students, this is the direct path for the purification of beings. Now there are lots of paths that are direct paths. Uh, Metta Sutta can be that direct path. Just Anapati uh, is, means breathing. It's, there's a sutta called the Anapanasati Sutta, and it's about breathing meditation, which is basically what we do primarily at the temple. But whenever you're ready and feel like you want more, talk to one of the monks, uh, find a class, begin to read the suttas, and uh, you can you will get that information. And we're we are having a, a one day retreat at the temple, a virtual one coming up. I don't know if it's going to be, there'll be meditation, but I think that again, there might be some short, it might be shorter periods interspersed with other things. So we work on mindfulness of the body, which begins with mindfulness of the breath. And we work, and then we work with posture, which we also do a lot at the temple. and walking meditation, standing, sitting, and lying down. And we've done, I don't know if we've done lying down, but we've done walking meditation at the temple. And then we think about, the, there's a reflection on the 32 parts of the body that helps us remember this physical body and also remember and be able to bring up at any time how impermanent it all is. We're just made up of all these parts. We talk about that. I don't know if we've done that specific meditation much at Blue Lotus. We look at the four elements, and this sutta also goes over the the nine cemetery uh, meditations. We don't do those a lot these days, but uh, we had a I had a half day meditation several years ago, and it was wonderful. We did it in a cemetery. And it was, of course, a gorgeous, beautiful cemetery. It wasn't the charnel grounds in India, but it. But we could. We did a lot of walking meditation, and then gathered together as a group. But that was a wonderful day for all of us because we were there in the cemetery, and we were we were thinking about impermanence and uh, losing everything we love. And uh, it was a local cemetery, so people knew several people there, or they had family members there. And it was a beautiful day. It was half a day. We haven't gone back to do that, and that would be a wonderful thing to do as a group. Hmm. Um, Then we look at mindfulness of the feelings, mindfulness of the mind. So we're looking at the qualities of our mind you know, is our mind greedy? Is our mind anger? You know, what are the primary qualities in our mind? Um, 
are we, do we have a lot of delusion or ignorance of not knowing in our mind? Collected or scattered, developed or undeveloped, surpassed or unsurpassable, concentrated or unconcentrated, liberated or unliberated. So we work with our mind to see what the quality is, to see where we need to have, where we want to and need to have improvement and see the places that are strong. It's just as important, I'm always saying this, to recognize where we're strongest and where we have developed those skillful, wholesome qualities. That's more important seeing the good, seeing the good than to be attacking ourselves because there's some little, there's some something that we don't feel is perfect, that we're not good enough, we're not perfect enough. And the Buddha always emphasized that we need to know our good points. We need to know that beauty of this human being, this, this uh, embodiment we have this lifetime, because that's important. We don't need to be always searching for the things we have to do better or make better. Sometimes we need to be spending more time seeing our strengths, seeing our skills, Seeing our, seeing our inner beauty, and uh, they're both important to see. The things where we need, we can benefit from some, uh, maybe more practice or more attention or just more mindfulness. But also we need, here we go again, also we need to be mindful of the things that we value about ourselves and that other people value and that the qualities that can help us be more content and more happy and more helpful. So we're working with our mind all the time to know it, to know who we are, know this mind, to understand our mind. And we do, there are different meditations to help us do that, ways to look at that. And then when we look at the Dhamma, mindfulness of the Dhamma, mindfulness of the, the uh, truth about, of, of the world, of nature, we look at the five hindrances, which I know we talk about that a lot in, in Dhamma talks. We look about, talk about the five aggregates, and those are just all the parts of us, and those are the things, life, that, are, that we think of as, we think of them as ourself, and those are the things that we, we have to stop clinging to, to be liberated. And we can look at our six external and six internal sense bases. Uh, that's always important for us to be, you know, we look at our sense door, our senses, our sense doors, uh, and if we're being a good guard keeper. Uh, this is something we talk about a lot these days with, uh, with everything that's on the news. One of our senses we need to be guarding are our ears, in our eyes because we might be watching too much news or listening to too much or we're choosing news that tends to be more, uh, tries to fire us up so we read more and have more coming in. We, we often need to think about backing away, finding a calmer, it's good to keep up with the world. I'm not saying don't do that, but sometimes we're choosing venues that are um, created more to fire up those passions and to fire up either anger or uh, 
you know, certain moods because it causes us to subscribe more and watch more and notice the advertisers more. So we have to always be looking at the way we take in things through our senses. It may not be the proper way or the way that leads to, to the best outcomes. We never have to be blind to the world, but we have to be careful who we're, who we're listening to to tell us about the world. And then we talk about in this, in this mindfulness of Dhamma, the seven factors of enlightenment, the four noble truths, the noble eightfold path. These are the things we often talk about at the temple and study. But all of this, these can be uh, worked with in our meditation as well. So it's a wonderful question, and the person is absolutely right. We do need to be working with these other kinds of meditation when we're ready, when we're interested, um, and just ask the monks, and we can, we can we can talk about maybe having a Satipatthana uh, day retreat. I can talk to Bhante Bhadia, uh, and the other monks might be really happy to do that because there are a lot of people who are ready to uh, sit a little longer and to, I don't want to say go deeper, because we can go very deep just working with our breath. We all know that. But sometimes we need to sit for longer periods of time um, just to be able to get more into that calmer um, stillness. And often, often just being in stillness for longer periods will take us into the, into the parts of meditation that we, we want to, to experience. So, that's why I'm always saying, when we finish talking, if you can be, if you can keep sitting, that's wonderful. Now, I have no idea what time it is. Maybe somebody could tell me that. Um, I, don't, I don't have my watch with me. So let's sit, and it might just be for a few minutes while we're sitting. I might uh, look around the corner at the clock. But let's sit, and when, when we're finishing, I'll read my wish again, and then I'll be quiet as we finish. And if you can keep sitting, just stay with your breath, and just feel yourself become more still, more quiet. And just maybe every day, sit an extra five minutes. If you're restless and it's hard to do that, just sit a few minutes more than you feel comfortable doing. So do your regular sitting and just keep going a few minutes. And then the next day, maybe you can sit a few minutes more and it's more comfortable. And that's working with getting into these uh, larger practices. But just breathing is perfectly good. So, close your eyes if you're comfortable doing that. Just begin to observe your body breathing for you. I think it's good 
at the beginning to spend a few minutes just being full of gratitude. Thank your body for taking care of you. Thank your body for carrying on all these functions that it does without our awareness. For a lot of us, if we had to be aware of breathing, we'd forget to breathe. Some of us, <laughs> I might be one of those, might forget it until it's too late. We might be passing out a lot. Be grateful to your body for taking over these functions that if we were sick right now, we would have to have help even to breathe. So be grateful to this wonderful body and be aware of each breath you take. Let the body do the breathing. You can feel your breath in your belly most easily. or you can focus your attention just inside your nostrils and around and beneath your nostrils. You'll feel more subtle sensations there. As you breathe, bring all of your presence, bring all of you into your body. Come back from wherever your mind was drifting or is drifting and be present in your body. And that's why we focus on the breath. That can keep us in our bodies. how your body feels sitting where you're sitting or if you're lying on your back how your body feels with your spine against the floor feel the earth Keep coming back to that breath. Keep breathing. If you feel restless, just count your breath. Breathe in, one. Breathe out, one. Breathe in, two. Breathe out, two. 
Just count up to five. And if that helps you calm your breath, calm your mind, and stay with your breath, just start over with one and count up to five. Inhale one, exhale one. Inhale two, exhale two. This is the peace you can create for yourself. No one else can give you this feeling, this peace. It's completely up to you. of what seems like a crazy, mixed-up world. This is how we bring peace to ourselves. We find the still center within us. Time is up, and I know some of you have to go, but keep your eyes closed, and I'm going to say my wish again. And if you know the words, say it with me. This is a wonderful thing to have memorized. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, May I never join with the unwise, only the wise, pain, Nibbana. So stay with your peace. Thank you so much. I love being with you. And I hope you have a beautiful day in the midst of all of the weirdness in the world. Keep Keep calm and keep coming back to your breath. That's our job. That's our job in this world right now. To be 
to be bringing peace. Thank you so much.